welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, the new Transformers comic roller coaster ride continues as we review Skybound Devastating Transformers number five. Today is Friday, February 16th, 2024. This is episode 377 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that knows you need to bring more than a handgun to a giant robot fight. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Char, a.k.a. Robo Apollo. Hello, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hi there. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and keep this show going. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a Donatrion, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. Get lots of perks, uh, some bonus content, including our bonus show, We Like Big Bots. That's available to all our Donatrons on our Patreon page. Features Daryl and Dr. Pants showing off all their big bots. Uh, every episode features a different character. Got 12 episodes out right now. More on the way at some point in 2024. We'll see. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good show. We enjoy it. Lots of folks are, are watching. And uh, if you're a Donatron, you get access to it immediately. Also, we've got our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. Currently, we have the side story, The Rustford Files, going on. Uh, We've got episode 11 of The Rustford Files just premiered this week, The Snake Machine. Uh, you can check out all the episodes at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. After this episode, one more episode, episode 12, is the last episode of The Rustford Files, and we will move on into season three of Empire of Rust. So stay tuned for that. Just a few more weeks. We've still got uh, copies of our Transformers number one exclusive retailer incentive cover with art by EJ Sue. You can pick that up at our website, transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. If you're going to TFCon LA, you can order some comics there. You can you can order it on our website there for pickup at TFCon LA. You get it. That's free shipping because we're going to bring it anyway. Uh, Daryl and I will be at TFCon LA so you can uh, meet us and we will give you the comic that you paid for. You can also get that comic signed by the cover artist, EJ Sue, who will be at TFCon LA. So, you know, win, win, win. And lastly, of course, uh, continue to use our 15% off Toy Hacks code at uh, toyhacks.com. Love TFs is the code. L-O-V-E-T-F-S. Love TFs for the lovely month of February. So uh, use our code 15% off at toyhacks.com. All your purchases at toyhacks.com, you can get 15% off. Use that code as many times as you like throughout the month of February. Love TFs. At, tf, at toyhacks.com. 
All right. Uh, so uh, let's get into uh, what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to review Transformers number five. Let's go. All right. I'm the Transformers talk on a Transformers podcast. How much you want to bet they don't talk about G.I. Joe in this book? Hey, there's military stuff going on. Sparky Sparky was in, in wartime. He's a soldier in the army, you know. Yo, kind of. Autobots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a spoiler review of Transformers number five. So hopefully you've read Transformers number five before you uh before you have started watching this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to go all into deep detail and depth in it. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Writer and artist, Daniel Warren Johnson, colorist, Mike Spicer, letterer, Russ Wooten, editors, Sean Makowitz and Jonathan Manning, publication design, Andres Juarez and production Ashby Florence. So uh, lots of covers. We're not going into the covers. Skybound has broken us uh, for talking about covers. There's <laughs> just too many covers to go over. Uh, but uh, check those out. And in a few months, there will probably be lots of reprint covers. So <laughs> uh, take a look at that. Uh, but if you picked up this comic, uh, you know, it was exciting. So we're going to talk about all the stuff that happened. In the chapel of the hospital where Spike is still recovering, Optimus Prime and Sparky commiserate over their shared experience as soldiers. Their battlefields were different, but the trauma is the same. Sparky asks how long Prime has served in war. Optimus tells him it's been countless years and there's no end in sight. He tells Sparky he wishes he knew why war, destruction, and suffering seem to persist everywhere in the universe, but his long years and experience have not given him that wisdom. Back at the Ark, Skywarp's sacrifice is bearing fruit for the Decepticons. Starscream is elated to get more Decepticons back online so he can finally crush the Autobots and their human pets. He rejects Soundwave's desire to reactivate his cassette Ravage first, opting for the more powerful Thundercracker. When Thundercracker awakes, he is horrified to see his fellow Seeker Skywarp mutilated as his components have been integrated into Teletran 1. Thinking the Autobots did it, he vows revenge. As more Decepticons like Reflector and Frenzy get reactivated, Soundwave reports from Laserbeak that the Autobots have found the power plant where the Decepticons got their energy. Starscream orders all the newly activated Decepticons to follow him since they have to stop the Autobots before they can get any more of their warriors back online. Near the power plant, Sparky shows the Autobots the dam that drives the hydroelectric power plant the Decepticons destroyed. The Autobots use the metal left at the old quarry to build a super-efficient Cybertronian turbine that can generate the Energon they need. Ratchet needed his old buddy Wheeljack to help with the technical details, but with almost no Energon reserves, he had to jerry-rig Wheeljack's legs with raw metal instead of reassembling him completely. Wheeljack is ready to get his device turned on so he can get his own body properly repaired along with the rest of the Autobots back online. Wheeljack gives the signal, and Cliffjumper on the top of the dam throws the switch. The turbine comes to life and crackles with energy. Optimus brings back brings the body of RC as the first Autobot to be reactivated. The machine does its job and RC comes back online. 
Ratchet gives her a hug and welcomes her back, but as he embraces her, she sees danger in the air above them. She jumps up immediately and throws Ratchet to the ground, protecting him from the aerial assault Thundercracker unleashes. Starscream realizes that the Autobots are doing Starscream realizes what the Autobots are doing and orders the Decepticons to attack and destroy the turbine. Optimus and Sparky open fire on the attacking Decepticons. Optimus orders the Autobots to protect the turbine at all costs, while Ratchet revives more Autobots. RC and Ratchet get Jazz's body in position to reactivate him as Starscream drops Reflector in for a ground assault. Reflector transforms from camera to robot and dives in on Optimus Prime, firing two blasters. But Prime raises his right arm, Megatron's arm, with the fusion cannon attached. Reflector doesn't have time to do anything but reflect on his life choices as he's blasted out of the sky. Frenzy is upset at his fellow Khan's demise, but Prime takes advantage of his hesitation, grabs him by the leg, and slams him into the wall of the dam. At the top of the dam, Cliffjumper and Carly take cover from Thundercracker's firepower, but Carly wants to fight back too. She fires at Thundercracker with a pistol, but it does nothing to a giant metal robot. Thundercracker's blasts destabilize the dam structure around her and she loses her footing, falling to the ground and certain death below. Cliffjumper reaches out too late to grab her and Prime and Sparky can only watch in horror below as Carly falls. But RC can think and act really fast. She transforms into her sleek sports car mode, drives up the surface of the dam, spins to the side and opens her door so Carly falls safely inside her. Cliffjumper celebrates RC's return and the rescue of his new friend but he doesn't see Rumble coming behind him to crush him with his pile drivers. Luckily, Jazz is there to take Rumble out before he can attack. On the ground, Starscream transforms to confront Optimus Prime, who is still wielding Megatron's fusion cannon. Starscream calls him out for defiling the symbol of the Decepticon cause, but Optimus Prime just throws it back in his face that Starscream is always cowering in front of Megatron and that this arm is a reminder of what he'll never be. Starscream bellows in rage and comes at Prime. Prime fires the cannon, but Starscream ducks and gets past Optimus to destroy the Autobots' turbine. No more Autobots will be revived today. Starscream tries to celebrate his victory, but Prime blasts him in the back. Starscream is wounded, but not done. He calls for a Decepticon retreat as the cons return to the Ark. The Autobots now have numbers on their side, and Optimus wants to press the advantage. He wants to take back the Ark and end the Decepticon threat now. He calls for the Autobots to transform and roll out, but Carly stands in the way. She wants to come too. The Decepticons have taken everything from her, and she wants to see them ended. Both Optimus and Sparky tell her it's too dangerous and drive off without her. But Cliffjumper understands. He pulls Carly into his driver's seat and tells her to keep her head down. As night falls, the the Autobots finally get back to the mountain and the crash site of the Ark. They're ready to meet the Decepticons head on. But it's an ambush! Six heavy construction vehicles brutally charge into the Autobots, causing heavy damage. Starscream appears and gloats that he knew the Autobots would follow him back. But the Decepticons still have a full Energon supply and Teletron 1. So Starscream revived the heavy hitters of the Decepticon forces. The Constructicons. Gleefully, Starscream gives the order to end the Autobots once and for all. Merge into... Devastator. To be continued. Ooh. This was a good one. This is another banger. Uh Daniel Did Warren you say Johnson. Teletron can, one. Uh 
No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what you meant. Teletran. Teletran one. <laughs> yes. Sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> Daniel Warren Johnson. I mean, awesome. I mean, a 10 out of 10, five stars, whatever, you know, whatever rating. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that i had to meet hearts with my hands it's magic you on a mac yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh for, for people if you if you're not watching the video if you're listening to the audio podcast you gotta watch the video char is a wizard <laughs> oh i guess jeremy is both, too. yeah both jeremy and char are are coming from hogwarts or something <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um yeah this this was this was everything i mean this this book had everything it was it was great the story the heart of the story with you know prime and sparky on on their shared feelings on the the you know both they're both warriors but they understand the horror of war i think that that was that, that, that those three pages in the beginning communicate that beautifully uh the whole book uh, with the autobot decepticon action throughout the whole book was awesome and then the last page, the last two pages, uh, with the introduction of Devastator. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here on issue six. I don't know how the Autobots going to get. How are the Autobots going to get out of this one? <laughs> it's this is, uh, you know, this is this is going to be tough in issue six. So, um, but yeah, this this was uh, this was another, you know, just awesome. Uh, I still I still think three is is my favorite out of these out of this series so far. But this. You know, they're all like at the top of the scale for me. So, uh, you know, I just love this. I loved RC. RC's introduction was just amazing. Having her immediately jump into the battle and, and be, you know, such a, such a, a, you know, badass there. Loved it. Loved it. I mean, uh, I guess if you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have any G1 complaints that Reflector was not three bots, was only one bot. I mean, if you're going to complain about that, I mean, go ahead. But I that was that was not an issue for me. Um, but uh, I, that. No, I, would, I would complain about that. <laughs> Daryl, that's fine. You you'll get your chance, Daryl. Don't worry. Um, but this was yeah, I loved it. Loved it. All right, Daryl. Let's let's start with you. What did you think? Okay. Um, I honestly, I. Uh, I was just kidding there. I really don't care that uh, they they put uh, reflector into one guy. Um, in the cartoon, he talked at the all three of them talked at the same time. Anyway, they were essentially just one character. Anyway, um, this was this was a really good issue. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the uh, the kind of shared experience at the start was fun. Uh, you get a uh, a bit of a glimpse as to a couple of characters that uh, we're not going to see because <laughs> they're uh they're dead already um so it looks to be that blaster is dead and red alert is dead um so yeah uh they're they're not coming Ooh. they're not coming to the party um the uh it, it was it was very good uh uh screams a uh He's a special kind of asshole in the in this issue um <laughs> You know, he he kicks 
Soundwave's dog? Like that's dog. I mean he's not dog, a dog, no. I know. But dog. I mean that's just the metaphor I'm using, okay. right? Okay. Like okay. you don't kick the dog, right? But yeah, I mean it's uh you don't he he, he kicked Ravage, man. Yeah. He punted him. Like he yeah, he full on kicked him. Super Bowl weekend here we are. And he punted him. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I uh I I don't know. I just, I, I was really entertained by this. It's a great issue. You know, I enjoyed the fact that they brought Wheeljack back, but only half so that he could help. Um, you know, it's just like, we don't really only needed your brain. So, you know, we needed you to kind of help you with what we've got going on here. So, yeah. Um, when the, uh, when the turbine is destroyed, there is a bot on the slab. And I was trying to figure out who it was. It does look like Beachcomber, but he's got one of those like um, trail breaker or uh, um, like a grapple, you know, cannon arms on his uh, on his hand. So I don't know if that's uh, if that is Beachcomber, but it is a blue bot and uh, a blue and white bot. Um, So it could be just some unnamed kind of, you know, filler, you know, material until they figure out who the hell because it doesn't matter who it is because they're not getting woken up yet um but all in all i really liked it um i like the fact that they put they made rc a lamborghini uh for all you car enthusiasts out there rc is now a lamborghini i can't tell if they've picked a specific uh you know model but it is definitely most definitely a lamborghini yeah i was gonna bring this up it looks like the siege sideswipe alt mode uh, kind of, but that's because size, uh, yeah, he's was a Lamborghini. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but this is, this is most definitely a Lamborghini. Um, the art is fantastic again. Um, you know, something that I've noticed and I've, I've definitely critiqued other artists in the past for not doing it, uh, is their lack of backgrounds. Uh, there is a serious lack of backgrounds in this issue. Uh, in, in Daniel Warren Johnson's art altogether. Um, but it's, he fills it with such motion. Like everything's always moving in his, in his art. So the backgrounds, you don't notice them missing as much. It's when I stop and they say, okay, well, where's the background in this picture? Okay. Well, oh, it's filled with a giant explosion. Okay. Or, you know, it's all speed lines or something like that. Okay. So, you know, it's, everything kind of works whereas with other artists you really notice there's no background at all and everything's just kind of static this this is really cool it looks great um and uh you know i i really can't uh, critique it all that much you know his art you compare like an alex milne to a daniel warren johnson both of them are fantastic artists both draw transformers really well alex is much more fine detail Right. And you got a lot, a lot of detail with Alex's art. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is, you know, there's not a whole hell of a lot of detail going on there. Um, but it's still wonderful artwork and you get the point across, right? You, you mm-hmm. can, it's like your brain fills in the deep where the missing detail is. Um, but it, it, it looks fantastic. And there is, uh, a lot to be said for the, uh, colorist Mike Spicer, because there is an awful lot of heavy lifting being done 
by Mike Spicer's colors on this. Um, and I want to make sure that he gets a, a, the credit that he's due um, because colorists tend to not get the credit uh, that they, that they should um, because uh, it would all be black and white and uh, you, you'd miss out on a lot of other detail there. So a lot of shading and stuff. So anyway, uh, long story short, I really enjoyed it. I'm really, uh, um, really into this story. This is, this, uh, this is a book that was made for me. So, uh, there's not a lot of plot happening and I, <laughs> I love it Can digest it easily. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and just to just speak into the art, um, having, uh, like having Optimus prime with Megatron's arm and then having him transform <laughs> with the fusion cannon, just hanging out there on the side of the truck. I thought that was such, that was such a cool little detail that, uh, that, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson put in there and um, you know it's just uh, um, all his like his his just work on designing all these bots and such the dy- all the dynamic action like the it's just so fluid and and you know feels like it's moving throughout the the comic although all the action he's doing is just so so evocative so it's really cool Right, Shar, uh, what did you think of this book? Um, I really liked this issue. So I wasn't on when you guys reviewed issue four, but like, um, poor Skywarp. <laughs> like, I just have to say, poor Skywarp. So, um, he looks pretty dead at the beginning of this issue. You know, when a Transformer is fully gray, it's like, yeah, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, um, I really liked this issue. I thought, you know, it had a lot of good action, you know, and the Autobots, you know, were able to make, you know, bring back a few, you know, Wheeljack. Um, I think he came back in this one. Um, But, you know, RC, they brought her back and she's really cool. And one of my favorite scenes is when she saves Carly, you know, she's like, you're important to Optimus Prime. So you're important to me. And then like, she, you know, she does that slide and like mm-hmm. opens her door and Carly gets in. I thought that was super cool. Um, you know, Starscream is my favorite character, but it's really hard for me to like him. Cause he's so mean. He's so mean. <laughs> like, you know, um, you know, I'm just, um, but you know, you have to have good villains and, it is really interesting that whole line that you pointed out, Charles, where, you know, um, Starscream like was commenting on Optimus using Megatron's arm and he's like, well, you're cowering in front of this gun, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, um, you know, insinuating he's a coward and, um, you know, but the action's really nice. Um, with the way this issue ended, though, with Devastator ready to devastate, um, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to get past this because Optimus was looking pretty beat up. Like his, you know, his right arm's Megatron's arm, his left arm's pretty shredded. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. The Autobots just keep getting hit once, one after the other. I don't know how they're going to get through this. So, yeah. Um, it does leave me wanting to read the next issue, which is, you know, proof of a good story, you know, where it mm-hmm. like, you know, you're on a cliffhanger and you're like, ah, oh, I'd have to wait a month to read the next one. Um, 
And all the colors, you know, as Daryl pointed out, the coloring's incredible. Um, the art is incredible. Um, you know, it's, um, I'm really looking forward to this and I'm the next issue, but I don't know how they're going to handle Daniel Warren Johnson's committed to doing the first 10, right? Oh, is he? I, I mean, I know he's, he's, he's said he's, he's doing the first first six. six. Yeah. He's doing the art, but he's continuing uh, continuing writing. Yeah. He's writing from issue seven and there's going to be a new artist starting in issue seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. So it's issue six. So, I wonder from issue seven on who the artist is. We you know, have that. They, oh, you do? Yep, you do. have that? Okay. I've been out of the loop for like a month. So. <laughs> um. Um, the Jorge Corona? Okay. Maybe. Or, I wonder if they give um, Optimus Megatron's other arm and he becomes some <laughs> kind of Optimus of Theseus. Uh, <laughs> he just slowly uh, becomes Megatron. <laughs> yeah, my suspicion is Soundwave has been throughout the series kind of pushing back a little bit against Starscream. I'm wondering if kicking Ravage, if if Soundwave is going to play some role in Starscream's defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't mess with with the Soundwave's tapes. That's not the yeah. that's not the play. No, Skywarp. Who cares? <laughs> Just for Soundwave. Right. That you mess with Ravage. That's war. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, Jeremy, you got the last word. All right. Well, uh, excellent. That's that the word. <laughs> this is just um, another great book I, I go back to the characterization of of these um like optimus and rc and starscream and just they're all just spot on uh you get to see um like like char mentioned with rc not knowing anything about char charlie other than optimus cared about her so that means she's important and just running in to save her and I think that's just awesome. And, you know, Wheeljack being used just for his mind <laughs> at this point, you know, I, I think just the characterization of all these uh, Autobots and Decepticons have been spot on. Um, and the, the art at times was a little bit, I guess, messy, but I think it's also because there's just so much action happening on the screen. It's, intended to be messy just to kind of show you the the movement and the violence and everything that's going on so not really a complaint just pointing out that it took me you know i had to like stare at some of these panels for a little while just to fully kind of understand everything that i was seeing but uh no real complaints there i think the like like you guys have mentioned with the coloring it is great there there are some panels that you can tell most of the work is being done by the coloring, like when Optimus is like blasting Starscream with Megatron's fusion cannon, you know a lot of that is purely the coloring kind of getting the the impact of that across um so i 
I think the Devastator, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily agree with bringing Devastator in this early in the series, but I'm not the one writing the book. So we'll, we'll see, you know, how he's used and stuff. And I, I saw, I mean, I, I'm hoping issue six doesn't end on an Autobot defeat, you know, with the first arc, but it's entirely plausible that that, that could happen. But, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, maybe a surprise Grimlock appears or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I am just so fully invested in this book. I think it is just fantastic. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what more is there to say? It's uh yeah. One thing I, I really also liked was the, um, you know, we talk about the characterizations. You also feel for the, some of the Decepticons there. Like, yeah. you know, even even though they're the villains, you know, you feel for Th- Thundercracker. He's like, oh, my friend Skywarp, what happened to him? And it's like, well, you know, your leader Starscream is kind of the asshole who destroyed yeah. Skywarp. <laughs> you know? But um, and then like Reflector and Frenzy, they get a little bit of, you know, you're like, oh, these are nice. These these are bu- good buddies. They'd be hanging out. But then, you know, you feel you feel a little bit for him when he gets a face full of fusion cannon. Right. Uh, but it's it's still an awesome scene. One more thing I wanted so. to point out: those first couple pages with Optimus and Sparky, kind of sharing their their shared military experience, and just mm-hmm. no words at all. And mm-hmm. so much comes across in those pages, just with the art, and it's just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, how they they all they each 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 scene is like a a, a perfect uh, like. Im- mirror image of that of each each one and how they mm-hmm. had like the exact same things happen to them like you know losing losing a comrade on the battlefield then you know having that ter- having that pain and hurt turn to anger and rage and then you turn you know you do to the enemy what the enemy has done to you and it's like such a that's a cool kind of it it evokes kind of the horror of war and then how it's an endless cycle and all those themes are in, and with no no words just shows all those themes right there on the page it's really cool yeah all right well uh if you haven't already read transformers number 5 go get it and read it read it again get ready for issue 6 and uh I'll probably Issue six might be out around the time uh, TF Con LA is uh, is hidden, so uh, maybe maybe the week after that. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been firing on all cylinders. Daniel Ward Johnson is was the right guy to to take up the Transformers series here. He uh, you know he's done an awesome job. So yeah, keep going. All right. Well, that is our review of Transformers number five. Let us know what you thought. Uh, leave a comment uh, on the video on our on YouTube or send you know send us an email if you want to give leave us some feedback. Send us voicemails. You know we've got that feedback. Uh, you can do transformerspodcast.com slash feedback. There you go. Well, let's move on. Uh, we've just got a little bit of the show left. Uh, we're gonna move on to some convention news. All right. Uh, in convention news this week, we have some more TFCon LA announcements. TFCon LA is coming up quick, March 8th through, 8th through 10th. And they've announced that Vince DiCola 
composer for Transformers the movie, and also um, was it Transformers Angry Birds? He did the the soundtrack for that too. Can't forget that. <laughs> um, but he is going to be there. I'm kind of jealous that you guys are going to get to meet him. I'm not. Um, next up, uh, we have Charles's favorite relative. That's not a relative. Arthur Burkhart, <laughs> uh, the voice of Devastator in G1 and Destro. He um, he's also going to be there. He kind of adopted Charles a few years ago at DFCon. <laughs> He probably doesn't remember. He probably doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, we have uh, the voice actor for Chip Chase from G1, Michael Horton. He is going to be showing up. I'm not sure if I've ever seen him at a convention before. But, I don't think so. You know, yeah. it, they didn't call out like first Transformers convention or anything. But awesome that he's going to be there. So um, Chip Chase is a, a character that never really showed up anywhere else so you know hopefully we get more of him at some point but voice actor michael horton's going to be there i want to point something out here um if they can get Corey burton which i know is a pretty big ask but it is la and i'm pretty sure he lives there um if they can get Corey burton then they will have all the living actors for 1984's cast Wow. That's amazing. There's only like six of them. So it's not that oh. hard. But. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. but it's hard in that it's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Corey Burton is also a, a very high price. Oh, he's still pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if kind of LA is going to be amazing. It's a good convention. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited to go. This is the first time I'm going to TFCon LA, so I'm looking forward to it. I made a list today. I made my list of all the things that I may need to bring. And then I'll start cutting. <laughs> Got a lot of cutting to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't, you can't bring a short box on the plane. No. No, no, I can't. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's all convention news. Let's finish up the show with some feedback. All right. Uh, we have some uh, another uh, YouTube comment from last week's episode. Uh, alt mode transmissions, alt mode 376. These comments are both from the Rev Nation, who's been, uh, I think, a regular listener slash watcher for a little while. Um, the Rev Nation has a comment about the uh, the Void Rivals uh, announcement from that we talked about last week, where they kind of spoiled the reveal of Springer there. Um, so the Rev Nation says, word on the ground in my part of the world is completely different. This has hyped anticipation for Void Rivals more than previously. All the talk last week was about Void Rivals, Springer, and the Wreckers. Before this, Void Rivals, meh, maybe I'll get it. Now, get it, get in my pull box. I understand where you guys are coming from, though. So, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know. <laughs> I mean, that that might be the word on the ground in my part of the world, too. I just, I, I rarely leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, my complaints are from me alone about the spoilers 
I mean, I could be completely off base and yeah, that's fine. It won't be the first time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still think that the comics industry needs to do away with this three month, uh, lead time thing where everything has like every, if, if books don't sell, like if book orders don't come in for a book three months ahead of time, then the books are already declared like not sellers. I mean, that's, that's yeah. not really, it's, it's, you're not making it easy for new comics to, to find their audience. Um, but whatever. I mean, I don't know. I can't fix the comic industry. <laughs> um, Red Nation also. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rev Nation also has another comment. This is for Daryl. Just a word of thought. My favorite segments of alt mode has become Daryl's rants on G.I. Joe. Yo, Joe. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Means we're going to continue well, to subject him to G.I. Joe. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, that means we have the Cobra Commander is a four or five issue mini because the Duke is four. We know that. So are they both really? four? I thought they were both five. No, they're both five. I think they were, I five. They were both five. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Good luck, Daryl. <laughs> well, then I got, uh, what was that? Uh, seven eight more issues. Eight, 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 eight more. more. Yeah. Oh, no, seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. 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 Right. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. You you Charles, <laughs> I think this is the 10th anniversary of the Tom Scully book. Oh. oh. We should revisit that. I don't think <laughs> no, I didn't even <laughs> finish it. I didn't even finish it. I hated it so much. I I stopped. I stopped buying it. It was such trash. <laughs> and I don't stop buying anything Transformers. Wow. Trash. The opinions of Daryl do not uh, <laughs> are are not representative of the entire Transmissions yeah. podcast. No. <laughs> no. I'm one quarter of this show. Yeah. I have one percent voting. Uh, I am. <laughs> yeah. You have one fourth of voting. Yeah, I no, no, I don't. No, Charles has ninety eight percent. Oh, and okay. We all split. We all split the rest of the vote. Oh. So, but uh, and but I buy I buy like ninety five percent of the toys. So, <laughs> <laughs> not the not this week though. Yeah. Um, anyway, GI Joe sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Very All right. Well, me and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep it simple. Yeah. Easy to understand. Don't want to mix metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all our feedback. So that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Uh, as always, we give a shout out to our masterpiece donations at the end of every episode. These are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon. That's why they get a mention in rehab in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forks, Levin good and demon tech 82. You guys are awesome. Char, you are also awesome. Thank Aww. you again for hanging out with us this week. Uh, once you tell everyone where they can find you online and, uh, get that commission uh, information out there. Yeah, no, thanks. It's always a blast to be on here. So um, I, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Robo Apollo. Um, by the time this episode comes out, I will have officially opened commissions again. 
I would love to go to TFCon LA, but in order to do so, I'll have to sell some commissions. So please consider commissioning me. I'm working on a commission right now. It's super cool. Um, I have to ask the person still if I can post it once it's done. But um, yeah, so that's all I'm promoting. Awesome. All right. And uh, we'll make sure to include all those links in our show notes on our website so you can uh, find them really easily. All right, everyone. That's it. Thanks for watching and listening to this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.